I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in Los Angeles. I called a friend I hadn't spoken to in a long time, yet we somehow soon found ourselves talking about all the YouTube we've been watching during the pandemic. He said his algorithm knows him better than he does. I said the same thing about my algorithm. And then he sheepishly admitted he had started YouTubing well before the pandemic. <laughs> I told him there was no reason to be sheepish about the musical time travel that YouTube has enabled for all of us to marvel and enjoy. That's how it is with anything. When two people do the same thing, they tend to both reinforce each other's attitude about it. But that night, Scotty, that night, my YouTube addiction took a leap into a dangerous new level. When I hit a YouTube offering called Your Mix, <laughs> and I found myself watching my absolute favorite music performances one after another, continuously and effortlessly, I didn't have to even lift a finger. My algorithm wasn't even taking any chances either. There was no, it was all my favorite stuff. There was no new music it hoped I might like based on my taste. Well, algorithms, Tommy, they, they don't take chances, especially with your favorite music. That's why YouTube, as you say, can be so addicting. It knows what you want and keeps giving it to you. There are no sharp turns or big leaps. Algorithms are amazing. Uh, they're a little needy. They exist to serve only you and gain your total approval. You're the algorithm's base and they will give you what you want all the time. Where else can you get that kind of service? You know, Scotty, if YouTube music video watching was opium, this is Oxycontin. Scotty, the Bee Gees were singing Night on Broadway in a live performance on a TV show from the 1970s called Midnight Special. I've discussed this before. The audience was hearing this song for the first time. It was thrilling. It's always thrilling. I've seen it many times, and it keeps being thrilling. Then, oh, it's not through with me. Then it runs Sheena Easton's My Baby Takes the Morning Train. Scotty, this was Sheena Easting at the top of her game, wowing an Australian audience with a rare intersection of the perfect song, meeting the perfect singer of that song at the perfect time in music history. Oh, we're just getting started. Then it's Sinatra singing Fly Me to the Moon at Keele Auditorium. And then little Anthony and the Imperials with his absolutely classic rendition of Hurt So Bad on the Ed Sullivan Show. Would I ever stop glue being glued to my mix? Would I ever eat? Well, Tommy, that, that is certainly an intoxicating mix of hits that you understandably are addicted to, the good kind of addiction. You know, addiction too often has only a negative connotation, but what can be wrong about wanting to hear your favorite songs on demand thoughtfully curated by Mr. or Ms. Algorithm. So there's really no need to worry about your love for the music that your YouTube algorithm plays for you. It's not going to cause you to alter your eating habits in any way because thanks to scientific breakthroughs, you can now watch YouTube and eat at the same time. I guess I could try that. I, I don't know. I, I, I know I can walk and chew gum at the same time. Uh, can I watch YouTube and eat at the same time? I pray that that's true. I will say this, though, Scotty. The YouTube's My Mix finally ran out of my favorite music cuts because fortunately, fortunately, there's a limit to my musical taste. But 
My algorithm never sleeps in its relentless mission to figure out what will keep me entertained. It thinks I'd like to watch a lot of young women dancing to certain Elvis tunes. It's right. It thinks I'd like to like for Jay Leno to tell me all about a 1949 Packard. Right again. It hopes I will enjoy seeing how many times Biden's press secretary, Jen Psaki, tells a reporter that she'll circle back and gives them the answer that she's unable to give in that moment. Someone actually turned all those circle backs into a weird song that's actually sort of interesting. Well, Tommy, I, I could watch a loop of Jen Psaki saying anything, and I hope she knows I feel that way. Your algorithm knows how you feel and think so well that calling an algorithm really doesn't do it justice. It's actually your personal film editor, and you're standing over his or her shoulder as he or she, she sits at the steam back as you tell him what edits to make. But on YouTube, well, you don't have to tell him or her anything. It just knows. <laughs> Scotty, <clears throat> I, I just want to... Uh point out to our listeners listening at a thousand years from now, you made a wonderful uh, uh, allusion uh, to a great old timey machine that no longer is, uh, I, I don't think it's any more uh, used uh, um, in Hollywood, the Steenbeck. And I remember using that. It was the editing device where you see the film, you see a little screen, you see the movie in the screen, you have big reels and you cut it and paste and glue uh, a film together. Now it's all done on laptop computers. It's, uh, it's digital. It's a, it, a, and the idea, Scotty, that you conjured up this, uh, I almost want to imagine little gnomes <laughs> working at the steam back, coming up, uh, uh, cutting and, and, and gluing and editing these wonderful little videos that just please me uh, again and again. Uh, uh, I, well, I, and they get it right. Yeah, well, in a sense, they are. It's a, you know, it's it's a different version, but it is that I believe. And we spoke about this before we went on the air. That I believe maybe you know we say algorithm. Everybody thinks it's some artificial intelligence, whatever. But I also think, and I don't have any proof of this, that there is a giant room somewhere with maybe a million people, and those are the algorithms. They're people who are assigned to you. They know everything about you, and they're kind of putting it all together. And on their new version of the Steam Beck. And so it's they are people actually, and, and uh, better than people in a sense because they're they're more loyal and they learn from you. Well, that's interesting, and and if that's true, Scotty, and and, and we I, I want to I hasten to add to your um, uh, to your narrative here that this is really and I, and I, a, a, a speculative and, and in the best sense of the word, it's purely speculative that algorithms, what we assume are being uh, figured out by digitally in some um, control, you know, some computer somewhere in, in uh, Palo Alto, California, is actually a room for, and you, you estimated a million people. Now, this is an enormous room, but that's what it would take, Scotty, to, for, for, and, and probably there are about seven or eight people assigned to each each uh, viewer. Um, I imagine, I can't believe just one person, or no, maybe maybe we each get one algorithmic uh, individual. But if this is true, Scotty, I'm going to this is the uncomfortable question. And, and, and again, we're in the realm of speculation. But are you able to speculate how well or poorly these algorithmic humans, these who are pretending to be algorithms because there's no such thing as algorithms? Uh, are, how are how well are they paid? 
Well, that's the problem. I think the reason why they're not revealed to be hardworking people and giant, beyond giant warehouses, uh, uh, you know, and millions of people is because, sadly, I don't think they get the $15 minimum wage. Uh, I think they say, oh, we can't do it. We can't keep up. There's millions of them. We can't afford it. I say they can. And I say that they get revealed to be who they are because they're just miracle workers, really. And uh, it's easy to say, oh, it's an algorithm. Then you think, well, it's not a person. They don't need to get paid. It's just an algorithm. But uh, no, I believe they're, I think they are underpaid, Tommy. And I think Scotty, we're the first ones bringing it up. This needs an investigation. Absolutely the first one. Absolutely. Yeah. I was just going to say that we are scooping everybody, not just other podcasts. We are scooping the New York Times, the Washington Post. These are the type of stories they would love to find out, uh, to reveal uh, 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 that the, ho the whole algorithmic hoax is actually to cover up uh, massive workplace violations. And, and I'm, I'm guessing some of the uh, uh, these people who are pretending to be algorithms are sometimes not even uh, old enough to to uh, be, you know, sometimes underage. Well, there could be some child labor issues. Yeah, I don't want to, again, this is all speculation. It's speculative. It's speculative. Yeah, we don't know, but it's, uh, no, and, and I, how do they feel? Uh, but I, I wanted to just, I, I, yeah. I, I wanted to just, you know, uncover all the rocks, you know, they're, they're underpaid. Um, uh, and, 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 and regardless of their age, they need to have breaks. Are they getting enough breaks? Well, that was my point. I don't think they're unionized. So that means if you're not unionized, I don't think there are any breaks. I hope they get at least an hour for lunch, a yeah. good lunch, and hopefully there's a good commissary. But, Tommy, the worst part about it is they can't go home to their loved ones, to their darling wife or husband or kids. And how is work today? No, they can't reveal what they do. Oh, my God. I mean, that isn't, that's the worst of all. Tommy. That's the worst. That's the worst thing. They cannot reveal that. They're sort of like they work for the CIA, only they get yeah. a pittance uh, and, and – uh, and they must constantly uh, um, uh, 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 not talk about. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. They must constantly not talk about work when yeah. they're home. They have to. And because and, if they occasionally talked about work, then that would blow that cover, and then they could just talk about it all they want. And then we would re realize that there's no such thing as algorithms, and all the things that come to us on YouTube and and online that we think are algorithms. It's all in this huge room full of, of people who are underpaid and they're overworked. There's no union. There's not enough breaks. Scotty, forget about the obviously you're getting a Pulitzer Prize. Obviously, <laughs> that's that's a given. But uh, 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 I can see a 60 minute style reveal, uh, you know, go down there with your microphone and get a cameraman with you and do a do a big Geraldo Rivera kind of uh, expose pound on the door. Scott Blakeman from getting through this. Uh, <laughs> we'd like to see your quote unquote algorithm, you know, uh, and they got nobody here. This is a warehouse or something. <laughs> you know, they would sit something and then we somehow get in. And well, that's yeah. the thing, Tommy, it has to be in a remote uh part of a desert or somewhere to have this Mexico, I would think uh, maybe an underground thing. Now, again, let me just to differentiate, we are not conspiracy theorists. We, we are the opposite of that. We don't believe in that. That's foolish. We're just investigative reporters. That's right. We're, yeah. we're, we are invest, we, we are even a, a higher level of investigative reporters. We're speculative investigative reporters. <laughs> so, so we don't ha actually go on site. I was talking about you uh, knocking down the doors. 
as a speculative reporter, you don't usually do that. You don't uh, show up on in person. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, what were, it, it, and it's good that you made the point that this is not, this sounds like we are showing how a conspiracy theory comes to fruition in real time. And that would be an amazing um, episode of getting through this, that we can yeah. Uh, yeah. demonstrate the creation of a conspiracy theory. But what this is actually is, is quite different. It's speculative journalism. And um, that's a totally different animal from. Yeah, we're just picturing something which may appear in The New York Times three weeks from now. It may turn out to be true. But if not, it's it's uh, uh, it is just speculation. And uh, we want the best for uh, for everyone. If, in fact, we're saying algorithms are people, let them be well paid. Let them uh, be well. Well, exactly. And let them have picnics. Oh, yeah. uh, You know, uh, 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 retirement benefits. Uh, the whole and and reveal too that and let them talk about their work with their family. Oh, that's the most important. And Tommy, I think of the and it'll first of all be a boon for the industry. Can you think of this moment covered on live television when you get to meet your algorithm? Oh my gosh! I mean, this is just hankies. I'm I'm pulling out the hankies even thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. What that, a moment! That, that, I I'm I'm, I'm going to just go right for a tissue. You know, some people still use hankies. Uh, I, I haven't used a hanky in, in uh, <laughs> I think, since I was 12. My father. That was exactly, yeah, that was exactly it for me. And even then, I rather eschewed it, but I think I had to take it with me. And it, it really has to be questioned as, as one of the most really unseemly products yeah. ever. How people would talk themselves into, yeah, you just keep reusing it. I mean, just like you would never keep no. reusing a tissue no. over and over and over again. But that's what it was. It was that yeah. better. You know, blow your nose in- quality, but uh, just keep going and shove it back in your pocket and bring it back out. And it's just on so many levels, it's wrong. And yet, Tommy, talk about investigation as we speak, people somewhere around the world, people are still pulling out hankies, yeah. And uh, and, uh, and some people, even uh, in bespoke suits, have yeah. <laughs> sticking out of the pocket as a fashion accessory, and that really is. Uh, th- that's an outrage. Uh, and if you ever see somebody all duded up with a handkerchief sticking out of their pocket, you should grab the handkerchief and wrestle it into the ground and remove it. <laughs> Why? For the very reason you just said, Scotty, the handkerchief is a thing of the past. It's disgusting to think that you would reuse a handkerchief, stuff it back in your pocket and make it a fashion ac- accessory. Yeah. It's covered with, and I hate to use the word booger, Scotty, Mm. But let's just say mucus. Well, there's no good word because that's the clinical word. There's yeah, the know. one with starts with NSO, which I won't even say. That's none of them are good. There's no none, one like oh, that, that I can hear. What you're eating. <laughs> none of them are good. Like I always do the, the test. Like, could you uh, uh, to find out whether a word is good or not? Do the test. So, OK, wh- could you imagine a comic book hero? called Tom Mucus, yeah. right? If, if you saw that comic book, would you buy it? Tom Mucus. No, it's a disturbing word, and that's it's the disturbing word. word, and it's just not word, a It's not word. the word that you would want to associate with yourself as a like a superhero type of thing. That's, that, and they, they, whoever came up with that word mucus for, for nose substance, they didn't put, they didn't go through that vetting process. And yeah, so, well, it's, it's, it's they, stuck with the word mucus. And well, I think what they did in that case, 
they stuck with the scientific, which probably composed of mu chi, whatever, and they got a little that's lazy and said, okay, that'll be the word instead of, no, come up with a pleasing word that doesn't really tell you what it is, and then let the scientists know what the, you know, the real well, word. One of the things that I, I'm most excited about um, it happened on this podcast uh, a couple days ago when we started to actually come up with a new word purely by coming up with a pleasing phoneme, the, the sound of uh, just sounds. And um, clearly mucus is not, they, they didn't use that process either. They didn't try to be creative, mucus. Like no. nobody wants to say or hear the word mucus. No, it's a heavy, it's harsh, and it's, yeah, it, it, it's it tells you what it is, but you don't uh, want to know what it is. It, it really should just be, you know, just kind of think it's um, creme, creme. <laughs> you know, something that's, or, Oh, I got it from Kim. Blow your nose. You've got creme all over your. Yeah, that's sort of like, oh, it's like moisturizing cream or Pond's cold cream, which I always, I used to call it cold cream for 25 years. Oh, my God, Scotty. And nobody stopped you, right? Uh, no. Nobody, nobody. I didn't know that I was over. saying the wrong word. Okay. You know? Cold cream. But I guess women still, I, I remember my mother, you know, yeah, my used mom cold had... cream to take your makeup off, I guess, right? Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I just—it was just a mysterious thing that had nothing to do with me. Cold cream. And it was for women and cold it was for cream. For women, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that was a good thing. Handkerchiefs bad. Cold cream good. Yes, yes. Yeah, that uh, we should just so make very clear. I, uh, I didn't. Again, I, what I like about cold cream is it's kind of funny. Uh, I have this moisturizer because I have really dry skin. Oh, I use I use moisturizer, too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting to know. I'm, I I actually haven't told a lot of people about the fact that I use moisturizer. It's actually <laughs> the first time I've even brought it up in, in a topic. So it's a relief to know that that other other guys use moisturizer, too. Yeah, well, it's, not, it's a breakthrough time because I, if we were doing this podcast maybe uh, 35 years ago and then people say, well, they didn't have podcasts then. I mean, that's being a stickler, you know. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really okay. Thank you. Right, Tell right. Like we didn't know that. Yeah, we didn't know it. But yeah, yeah. You, uh, two yeah. gentlemen would not, you know, in, in you know mixed company or publicly say what moisturizer. I don't think there was. There was aftershave cream. That's all the aftershave lotion. That, that's all you <laughs> had. Lap you it on lap it on, and that's a manly lather. It, you know, <laughs> what was it, Aramis? Yeah, or, Aramis. You, you know, that was the big it thing. on your face, like you, you know, because you're a guy, and you know. And already it just sort of underscored the violence that we were supposed to, to, to endure and cause as men. And, and, and so you would learn about shaving and then take it after. And I remember having aftershave lotion, like not really knowing why I had to have it and slapping it on my face like they do in the commercial. Like, yeah. I enjoy it. Because I hate, Scotty, if it's one thing I don't like, it's getting slapped. No, like, no, no. Just, just to let you know. Yeah, yeah. No, even if a, a, a woman does any situation, no one, no, no kind of. Uh, no, uh, I don't enjoy it. And this is what, and you're supposed to every morning after you shave, slap yourself with this. And remember high karate? Oh, yeah. The, the aftershave for men. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, high, you know, it was very 60s, late 60s. And um, uh, but then there was, I, I do splash water on my face, cold water sometimes, but that's a, a relief. That's jumping in a pool. That's not. Hurting myself. I take a shower. I, I take a shower after I shave. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, I hope I'm not revealing too much about myself when I say that. Now, some people um, say, "Oh, do it before that way it softens the skin." But I, I don't usually do that either. I, it's usually well, I 
I do, and I think this is interesting. Uh, <clears throat> uh, well, I hope it's interesting, actually. I'm not sure that it is. But what I do is I take hot water, <laughs> I run a hot water and put it on a, a, you know, and run a washcloth underneath the hot water, you know, get a washcloth yeah. and slap it on my face. And in a way, it's like the hot towel. Exactly. You know, that's what came to towel. mind. Well, you're creating a professional barbershop that's, experience, that's what laying back, getting the hot towel and then the frightening long blade, <laughs> which I, I know they're good at, but and then the leather, they stay you know they sharpen it on the leather and i, I yeah the leather strap oh yeah oh, chill get chill thinking about it but no it's terrifying and then they're, they're shaving your neck with this razor blade terrifying yeah right? i don't need that close to shave but but no. you know this is a breakthrough because again it used to be men would not discuss this but keels and clinique there's an entire men's line and i've spent a great many hours pouring over the keels website and going to the keels but probably you and i have gone on 13th and 3rd Avenue in Manhattan, the flagship keels where they wear white lab coats because they're scientists. And and it's a, and I really, I get, in fact, this is something a little, a little emotional to say. I found a moisturizer that had SPF 15 and it had caffeine in it. I loved it. Every time I put it on, it, it, it you know, really literally wake up your skin. I mean, no, are you kidding me? No, it actually has it in there. And Wait it a nice... That's the greatest news I've ever heard. Oh, yeah, so there's, there's, it, it exists. Your face with yeah, the, I, I thought that cream? it's the same. Yeah, it's the same uh, process. You know, a lot of times you doze off washing your face. Not anymore because uh, you get that caffeine. <laughs> and really, it has caffeine. The only problem was, and I loved it, and it went on smooth. It wasn't greasy or anything. And this, we've talked about this before where companies change very popular products. For some yeah. reason, they took the one with SPF 15. So it had like a sunblock built in and changed it to one for 20, SPF 20. And literally every review is, what did you do? It's horrible. It's terrible now. I love the other. And I said, I, I can't be right. And I got it. And it's totally different. I mean, it's okay, but it's, it is kind of greasier. It's a little shinier. It's, it's, so by at making the, at, uh, just to clear it so that our listeners. Yeah, five SPFs more. A close on this story that we're, te that we're uh, revealing. This is Keel's, <clears throat> just for somebody who's tuned in just now. <laughs> Can you even tune into a podcast later? Mr. B. Yeah, that's true. I guess you but, can't. But, but, you purposely fast forward, but. You're talking about Keel's, a pharmacy, a, a very old pharmacy and the East Village of New York. Um, and of course, has, it's something you can buy around the world, uh, their products. It's caught on with products that now are available. In my day, when I lived in the East Village, nobody, only locals knew about Keel's Farm. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and now you can get the products all over the place. And you're saying there's a product, and this is amazing to me, that, that there's, it's, a, it's a moisturizer for men, right? Yeah, in fact, I'm holding it right now. It's called um, facial. Well, it's called facial fuel. It's only for men, and it's um, a big lettering. And it's the daily uh, energizing moisture treatment for men. Uh, SPF 15. Now it's SPF 20, and everything changed, Tommy. You know what I love about this show, this podcast? It's it's almost it's like the best infomercial. Uh, uh, where you're actually a part of the infomercial. Like, I feel like I'm part of an infomercial. You know, like, you know, where there's that, that guy, uh, but, but it's not an info. It's, this is a, no, not getting it, any money from this. This no, is no, and far what, more important than, and it's our life. I mean, it should be. I mean, this should be, we've joked about, well, maybe this could be, but really would be a million, billion dollar enterprise where 
it's I just think, us being funny and talking about things. That's the I new mean, kind of advertising. I think we're talking trillion, trillion dollar. Uh, uh, because yeah. well, I want to be a little. Is, and that's the irony, though. Once you pay us, then do we become corrupted and we'll you know, work for any company that gives us money? No, we must. The only way this works is that eventually companies will will shower us with money in gratitude for what we've done. Otherwise, it doesn't work. Uh, if you pay us beforehand, then we've, we've been corrupted. Right. Well, so it has to all be uh, retroactive, I guess. I mean, it's, and, and, and I'm talking about a dump truck uh, of <laughs> $1,000 bills. Um, you know, when you're talking about, I don't think it's just billions. I think it's what we're adding, the value we're adding to America's economy and in, to many companies, and particularly Kiehl's Pharmacy, it, it runs in the trillions of dollars. That is true. Even if I'm you know, speaking disappointingly about the revised product, I have many Kiehl's products and I still use this. And uh, so, uh, but, but I do wonder one thing, Tommy. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about both, you know, a truckload of bills, even if they are large denomination, because as it is, you know, I try to find storage space. So I'm concerned uh, where do I put all the money. You're it's right. Just, you're right. You're exactly right. If they could Venmo it, you Venmo know, or use Venmo would be way better. I'm looking. Yeah. At, I'm looking around. I've got books on all my shelves. I mean, the trillion dollars is just the enormity of the just the number of dollars. It's just, it, but the truth is, what you're saying is there's a cream that wakes up your face with caffeine in it. Exactly, it has caffeine. This has caffeine, and and it exists. And, 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 do you do you feel do you feel your skin stimulated? And I do. You have a nice color to it, and it, uh, yeah, I felt more so with the. The other one before they changed it, but I know I do, and I. I... Oh, so so, but you're saying that it that they did change it, and 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 making it SPF thirty instead of SPF fifty. No, twenty from fifteen 20. to five SPFs changed and, and the product, it. and I'm not really clear why. And I don't sound like you know this is the biggest issue in the world right now. It's maybe the twenty eighth, twenty ninth, something. I haven't quite figured it out. Uh, well, yeah. But, I mean, where does this land on right. issues of the world? Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, that that I mean, that's a, you know, I mean, you can just throw out a number 28 or 29. And that could be domestically. If I take internationally, it may be even 80th, 85th. Well, and that's the point. Some people say, well, why are you talking about moisturizers, all these important issues in the world? And I'm not saying if I said to you the number one issue in the world is the fact that Kiehl's took their facial fuel moisturizer and made it not as good when it went up to SPF 20. If I said that's the number one issue. That would, I would think people should be up in arms about that. All I'm saying well, is it's an issue, but it's way down the list, but it's somewhere on the list. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely on the list of world issues for sure. Yeah. Just we don't know where it is. And, and we just want to say when we throw out a number, if it's 38, 39, that's really a guesstimate. Um, yeah. We don't really, let's be Fauci about it and be very honest about the fact that it's, it's a guesstimate. We don't know yeah. for sure. We like to work in facts. We like to know. Right, right. And, and it may well be towards the top of the list for facial moisturizer related issues. In That's the world. right. That's right. Yeah. That category, yes. Yes. Yeah. We can say with, with confidence it's very yes. near the top of the list uh, of, yeah. of, of issues. But I, I, I just think the idea of man, man moisturizers uh, has, um, you know, it's not something men talk about a lot. Um, and now we, we have, and, uh, you know, and also, but it's, why not? Because what, what is shaving otherwise? It's putting a lot of cream on your face and shaving it off and 
And that was fine. Like, but somehow moisturizer had some kind of other connotation, but it's uh, a natural outgrowth of uh, everything yeah, else. No, uh, it, it's absolutely necessary. And I, and, and I like it. And I get, the, and the reason I thought about it is because we were talking about cold cream and what, and that, yeah. and, and how that isn't something that, like, I always looked at the cold cream. Wow, it's this creamy substance, but it's not for me. It's really not. But this, this moisturizer, especially man, what do you call it? Fuel. You know, I love the facial fuel because like guys, you know, it's going fuel. to a gas station. Yeah, right, right. It sounds manly. It's not. Yeah. Uh, uh, facial cream sounds feminine, but face fuel. Yeah. Uh, 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 awesome. And I love that, that it's caffeine. Now, imagine that you put whiskey in it. Like, would it make your face more relaxed? You know, kind of. Well, uh, you know, sort of more. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I think it could. And then that's the. Right. You know, mouthwash has alcohol because we don't drink it. But. No, uh, no. That's so. definitely. And uh, but do you use mouthwash a lot? Because oh, you know, I, I started. I don't know when it was a few years. I have a giant one point five uh, liter Listerine with a pump, and I happily use it every time I brush my teeth, and I really enjoy it. I, I can't believe for so many years I didn't use mouthwash, and I really enjoy it. But don't you feel like mouthwash is something you use? And this is some, and it's kind of uh, we're in a way burying the lead here. <laughs> uh, because this is kind of uh, we're going into a realm that I don't think any podcast has ever dared to even approach. Yes. Uh, but do, don't you think mouthwash is really more for if you're going to be close to somebody or, you know, well, uh, you're saying during these times, like you mean... during these times, if you're going to just hang out alone like I am. Interesting. The point of, although I will say this, my cat doesn't like it. It doesn't. <laughs> he he definitely. I can hold him up and he'll look away. He, he tends to want to look away sometimes. And well, I know it's because well, that's your answer right there, Tommy. But you but uh, you've made a good point. I am alone a lot of the time. Of course, I take my walks. But yeah, you're right. I can get away with it. But uh, it's but you don't try it. Yeah, it's personal pride and responsibility. That's what it is. It's like yeah. you're not just somebody who uh, walks around in, in um, uh, your bathrobe all day long. Uh, no, I mean, it, and, and again, I am going outside and I have the mask, too. So you could also say, well, what do you even need it then? But no, Tommy, I want to feel as if I would normally. And again, a little you know, sense of pride, sense of uh, well-being and that mouthwash gives me that lift. And and I uh, I think somehow that comes through. I think if it was a commercial from 1968, the woman would go, hmm, he seems like someone who's used Listerine. Yeah, even though you don't, even when you're not near somebody, you can <laughs> hear the Listerine in their mouth. <laughs> and, and I can hear it over here all the way in uh, 3,000 miles away in L.A., I can hear the, the, the peppiness in your mouth. There's no doubt about it. The Listerine gives you, but I also can kind of sense that your face is caffeinated. You can kind of hear that a little bit too. Well, I think it goes hand in hand, Tommy. A caffeinated face and a mouth-washed mouth makes America great. I mean, that, that was a, you know, that was from the war. Years. Right. Uh, but you adapt it for it. It's going to win the war. You know? <laughs> it could be a WPA Why poster. With yeah. Colgate mouthwash. But, uh, uh, actually, I had one more. Um, oh, yeah. You know, we, we have a chance, at, 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 and certainly we seem to be beginning to wind down on this 
virus, we hope, but there's still room for one more invention. And I think um, uh, scented masks, you know, mm. you have scented garbage can bags, which I yeah. like. Lucy didn't like them. I, 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 I have them. I enjoy them very much. But a scented mask, then your breath could be great. And, you you know, masks tend to smell. But a scented mask. Smells. Well, that's a great uh, invention. Uh, you know, like a minty, I would think. Minty. minty. I always go with fresh. Mint, but also pleasant uh, caramel smell. Or cherry flavor. Yeah, right. Uh, the kids. Oh, yeah. Has, uh, the, the kind of Glade air freshener. Kind of well, Tommy, you know, you came back. We said this several times, but early on in one of the first podcasts, you suggested, why aren't there fashion masks? You, and then, of course, weeks later, they were everywhere. And that's, you know, let's see how long it, that, that catches on. The scented, yeah, the scented mask. There's antimicrobial, but that's yeah. not that's not giving you that scent. Uh, you know, that's, that's just, you know, well. Well, they do smell bad, actually, a lot of times. When well, it's interesting, and um, uh, that's why I use the antimicrobials, but and that's why I use mouthwash because so you know whatever helps. But Tommy, we'll end on this. How can you we not end on an invention that seriously? I think it's such high caliber. It it should literally be going direct, fed directly now into the patent office, and I always like to call it with that notification, yeah. and just put into distribution by next week. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. so. Well, I think a lot of times what we need is is, is the fast, you know, like like we, we talk about like emergency use authorization. Authorization. Um, it, it it really we need to to skip the 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 step where you have to draw make a drawing of your invention with precise you know numerical um, indices of its you know various attributes and submit it. You know, in you know, uh, 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 to the patent office, and they give you that long number. Oh, the eight, to, exactly, know. we have to skip that step, and they need yeah. to be listening to this podcast and and issuing a patent right now. Yeah, and then right. just it's get to work on it. And then there are the scent people. The scent industry will get involved, and they know what to do. And yeah. I think it could happen right. very quickly. You know. It's between the, it's between the mask people and the scent people that that are going to have to get together on this. And know? Tommy, I don't want to pat ourselves too hard on the back, as you know that could hurt or you know not. Yeah, anyway, so but I think it's a really life saving yeah. idea because it'll encourage more people to wear masks because who doesn't want to have that minty fresh flavored scent? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, okay, so that's good to know, Scotty. I mean, I, I'm glad you told me that. I didn't even realize that that. We're probably saving lives right now. Yeah, more people wear masks, the better, and, and your invention will uh, uh, bring that about. Well, Tommy, why, it's, I feel like the show flew by, but I feel like it was a four-hour show because we covered yeah. so much ground. We began with, you know, the addictive nature of YouTube videos and algorithms, and our speculative belief that they're actually people in a million-person uh, facility somewhere, you know, doing what's best for us. And then we, no you mentioned moisturizer, money, Scotty, and not. Yeah. No, and, and there's union bus. You talk about goons, the, the, the goons that are keeping the unions from. I mean, that, that's a whole story that we just uncovered. And, and then we wound up with uh, with um, an invention. And yep. uh, so, yeah, good job. Well done, Scotty. This well, uh, and five minutes of uh, we can we can clap our hands, to get, you know, clap the dust off our hands. <laughs> well, and you know, uh, just happy to uh, just as the hours. algorithm is there for us. We're always happy to be there for you, 
our listener five days a week. And until tomorrow, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I am always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.